When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into our KPRC Two Plus podcast. Chancellor Johnson joined by ESPN's DJ Enemy, beat writer for the Texans. Welcome back to the podcast, DJ. It's been a while. Um, obviously, when we first got on this, there's a lot more optimism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now we're all suffering as the Texans are one ten and one. Because you know, a lot of people don't realize that when the team is bad. Mm-hmm. Media members are also suffering from that too. Like 100%. me, I gotta go there. You know, I gotta go there often throughout the week. <laughs> you know, so I gotta talk to play. Granted, like you know, players. You know, they're the ones that gotta take the brunt of it. You know, mm-hmm. like they're the ones that going out there and they losing these games. But I gotta go in there. I gotta ask some questions about losing these games. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Coaches asking them. That's how things can get testy. Like how Lovey got testy in Miami. How he got testy after the Washington game. Because you know this stuff's hard. You know, mm-hmm. across the board when you're covering a team that's bad but they, like, they were expected not to be good but when they're bad and like they weren't expected to be good they were expected they're also expected to be bad but they're like even worse than that it's even it's, it's that's horrific because now they're just boring if a team is bad it's okay from media perspective sure. if they were suspected to be good like the raiders that would have been cool because they were expected to be good. So there's a storyline there. Yeah right. cardinals you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying let's say if miami would have been bad this year you know like that would have been great because like you know that is all right. You know, there's storylines to go with that. And on top of that, talking about those teams, whether it is the Cardinals or the Raiders, they also have guys who people want to talk about, right? Yeah. Whether it's Devontae Adams with the Raiders or Derek Carr right. or Max Crosby. Like, they have players. Right. Cardinals. Kyler Murray is a storyline on, on a right. national level. DeAndre right. Hopkins coming back from suspension. Right. Cliff Kingsbury. Right. They have a number of players. Yeah. The Texans. All we got is Damian Pierce. And and Brandon Cooks when he wanted out when when he wanted out now of course Laramie Tunsil was one of the best players in the league, at his position in, the league, in yeah. the league but when you're an offensive lineman on a bad team it doesn't move the needle now if you're if you're a great offensive lineman on a great team now it's 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 even more hyped up for example right. David Bakhtiari right. with that Packers team you know a couple right. years ago when they were going to NFC championships he mattered because he, he was a key piece to what. The offense and Aaron Rodgers were doing, but when you're Larry Tunsil on a bad team, that technically um, the offensive line as a whole is failing to protect Davis Mills at times. It, whether or not you're doing, you're holding up your end of the bargain, people just don't care. It's, it's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, man. Um, this season has been—I don't want to use the word or a wake-up call. I wouldn't say that, but it's been interesting to watch. Like, cause the Jets—I got everybody know I covered the Jets last year, and they weren't good. They went four and thirteen. They had one of the worst point differentials, but like, and by the end of the year, like, you know, everybody was kind of exhausted or whatever, but they like had storylines, right? You still had the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. You had a guy coming on towards the end and Elijah Moore, you had a running back that was in Michael Carter who, you know, almost had a thousand yards from scrimmage before he got hurt. Like there were storylines that you could, they had two first round picks going into the next season. So there were things that you could look forward to and you could look forward to some things um, also with Texans, but, like, a lot of those things that you want to look forward to, they don't even exist right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first-round picks, that ain't until 2023. Like, we're still in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, with the next quarterback that's going to be here, that's, again, like, that's further down the line. You know what I'm saying? So, right now, everybody's just kind of in 
Cruz can tour, because this team is going to look vastly different next year, because mm-hmm. a lot of guys are on basically one-year deals. One year deals you know? So this team is going to look vastly different next year. So with that being said, we're 12 weeks in. This team is 1-10-1. Right. What's wrong with them? I think the biggest issue, obviously, I mean, I think Ray Charles could, could have seen this, is the offense. Right? <laughs> like, it's just been bad, you know? And, and, and I don't think it's, you know, a lack of talent. And to, to be honest, I think it's a combination of um, inconsistent and bad timing quarterback play and game planning. You know, like it's almost like and I, I was a fan of Pat Hamilton. I think he's just having like a, a rough year because like he had a good track record prior to the season. But like last week against Miami, like they just it's almost like they're always playing catch up and like not being able to pe- beat the team to the punch. And they're just always countering and countering and countering. And after a while, like, it's just hard to always be in defense mode and countering, you know. It's almost like in soccer where if a team's only playing defense the entire game, they're eventually going to give up goals. And it's almost like that for their offense. It's almost like they're always in defense mode because, like, they're rarely attacking because when they do try to attack, the other team is ready for it, you know. They're never, ever, like, catching the team off balance, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then even last week against the uh, against the Browns, it was similar It was similar to that. Like, there were plays where, like, that fourth down play, right? We ran the play action to um, Troy Harris, right? Harrison Troy. Harris, yeah, Harrison Troy. <sighs> Had to get your breath, huh? <laughs> you have Brevin Jordan motioning, right? Mm-hmm. And he runs a flat route. But you also have Troy Harris also. Not Troy Harris, but Harrison Troy running a flat route. So the guy that made the play, he was guarding Brevin. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was able to come off of Brevin to hit Spacing was terrible. The spacing was was horrible. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's little things like that that kind of put the offense behind the eight ball. And then there's all the other times throughout the year where guys just weren't making plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Cooks fan. I think Cooks is way better than the production that he's putting out. But, like, there's he's you had know, some drop balls. He's had some drop passes. Like Even the Denver game. That Denver was game, a winnable yeah, game. Yeah, that, that, that was a winnable game. And he, he had that drop. But then there's been times where Mills or Kyle would just completely miss him. You know what I'm saying? Um, or, like, Davis Mills would just throw interceptions at – Horrible times, you know, like against Denver where you have the red zone interception or um, against the Giants where you're marching down and you throw an interception to um, Philip Dorsett. And, like, and then it wasn't even like a bad decision. It was the fact that, like, he looked off right, then he looked left, stared at it, then threw it, which gave, you know, the safety over the top enough time to come and make the play on the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just little things like that throughout the year because – you know how hard it is to be a bad offense when you have a running back that almost almost at a thousand yards, mm-hmm. but with five games to go, like Damian Pierce could finish with twelve hundred yards, and you're going to have a bottom three offense. Like that is hard to do mm-hmm. because you have if you have a good running game, everything kind of everything else up exactly, and like that just hasn't happened throughout the year. So a lot of the conversation throughout the season has been on you know is it bad QB play from Davis Mills then there were people including myself who who thought maybe the Texans should give Kyle Allen a look just in a sense of maybe he can just bring more to the Texas offense right. in that moment we gave him a look and he hasn't done anything with it right but how much of it how much of the offensive struggles and the blame goes on the quarterback play versus Pep Hamilton and his schemes and play calling I probably like 50 50 um yeah, Pep's had a rough year, man. Like, there's no way to 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 shake it, you know. Just just from like the past game standpoint, like the, no, there's a few games where he was good. Like the Colts game, he was good. The Raiders game, he was good. Um, I think the, I think the Giants game, he 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 was solid. You know what I'm saying? But there's there's just games where he's just like horrific. You know, like Titans game where you only have three points going down the street. And I'm a big players 
over coaches guy, but you still need coaches to put the players in the right position. And he just hasn't done that enough. And then you look quarterback play. I mean, like they lead the Texans lead the league and quarterbacks lead the league in interceptions mm-hmm. with fifteen. Like you're just not gonna win that many games with that. They're completing, you know, Davis and Kyle combined completing sixty one percent of their passes. That is uh fourth lowest in the NFL. Total QBR, ESPN stat. They're like scale one to hundred. Fifty is average. Really good is like seventy something, eighty ish. Eighty is like you're phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Seventy something is like really good, like elite. They're at twenty two, which is like thirty first in the NFL, ahead of I think the Carolina Panthers, who's trotted out PJ Walker, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. Mm. So like it's been rough, you know, across the board. But you you just can't win the NFL. If you got bad quarterback play. And they've had that, you know. That's why, like, when people try to discuss, oh, you know, maybe, you know, skip a quarterback, you know, skip the quarterback <laughs> and go get some. Nah, bro. There's no point in, like, okay, we're going to go and get, like, okay, bet BPA and skip quarterback and try to get another quarterback the next year. We always say, like, the next quarterback draft class is going to be better. We always say that. Like, people try to say the 2021 class was going to be better than the 2020 class. Mm-hmm. And the 2020 class has four franchise quarterbacks. And people said that 21 class could have had five first-round yep. picks was going to be better. Where, where they at? <laughs> and exactly. Mac Jones has more interceptions than touchdowns. Zach Wilson just got bent. Trey, Trey Lance Grant is out of his control. But he got hurt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Justin Fields is showing flashes, but he still has work to do. Trevor Lawrence has shown flashes, but he's not better than any of the guys in the 2020 in the 2020 class. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is, you know? Like I, I, finding a quarterback is a crapshoot. So, so we'll, we'll get to draft in a moment, but before we get there, you still have to finish the season with a handful of games remaining. In case you missed it, breaking news, the Houston Texans have officially been eliminated from the playoffs with <laughs> just one win. Right. What would you like to see from this team in general? Over the last few games of the year, I mean, just better offense. Defense hasn't been great this year, but it's not the reason why they've lost games. I think the Dolphins game, defense gave up like yeah, twenty three points in the uh, in the first half. Like it's hard to win like that, but you know they they got right in the second half. Like defensively, they like they've kept the team in most of the game. They again like last week against the Browns, like they didn't give up a touchdown. You know the Commanders, they uh, gave up I think seventeen points. Like they've done their part for the most part. Like if you had a average offense, this team. Would probably be like four seven and one, four. I mean, a uh, lot more respectable. They'd be a lot more respectable. You wouldn't be talking about Levy Smith getting fired in, after one year, but the offense has just been so bad. It's almost impossible to, um, you know, to win games when your offense is that bad. Like you, you see the Broncos, they got an excellent defense and they can't win games. Why? Because their offense stinks. You mm-hmm. can't win an NFL <laughs> if your offense can't put up points. I don't think. I don't think the. Uh, I don't think the Texans have scored over 24 points in a single game this year. I don't think so. There you have it. <laughs> so, all right. So, so that's the, what I want to see. I want to see them put up points. So, with that being said, there's they, they do need talent. So, I understand if, we, if we're looking ahead to April. I can understand why some people might believe, hey, listen, the Texans need talent. Take the best player available. But I don't agree. <laughs> just go ahead besides and it's not always about that obviously you want to feel the best team possible right but if you haven't go get a ticket to a texas home game yeah i promise you you'll have open seats next to you i'm telling you <laughs> there's it's no empty there's no buzz there's no buzz and, and on top of that and, and that isn't that isn't important that's very, very important. important it's a business at it's, the end it's of the a day. business at the end not of the day. every team in the nfl is trying to win a championship like most teams they're cool with can we fill out can we fill up the stands have a competitive team make the playoffs every year or every other year and go from there. 
Like, not everybody's trying to be the Chiefs. Not everybody's trying to be the Rams. Not everybody's mm-hmm. trying to be the Bills. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can't. There's only there's one. There's only one trophy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know it might sound like a loser mentality, but it's 32 teams. Only one team can win the championship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. If you can have a consistent team that, like, do you, do you think Minnesota Viking fans are, like, really upset about their run with Kirk Cousins? I mean, they're probably cool because it's like, okay, each year we're in the hunt. Right. So, we're relevant. You know, we're relevant. We're mm-hmm. somewhat relevant. Mm-hmm. That, and that's all you can ask for. And right now, this team is very irrelevant. The other thing, too, that I don't think people have really stopped to consider is, oh, Casario should just draft best player available. Well, here's the thing. Casario, there's no guarantee that Casario can survive another year of this. Okay, let's be honest. Like, there's no guarantee. There's a guarantee he won't survive. It. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. You feel me? <laughs> I can tell you that. Like, like let's, let, let's be honest. Like, Because um, people are like, oh, just wait and try to go get Caleb Williams. For you to get Caleb Williams, you have to get them one pick again. Yep. Everybody will be gone. <laughs> the house will be everybody clean. will be gone. I think everybody might be gone. You, me, Nick Casario, everybody. So it's actually, so funny enough, it's in Casario's best interest to draft a quarterback and say, hey, listen. To buy me, time. To buy time. Like, come on, bro. To <laughs> save his old behind. He oh, might need to draft a quarterback. Like, so so all, the, all things considered as far as whether it's um, just building a good team, because right now their current option at quarterback, um, you're not getting that. Out of the quarterback play there, so you have that. You have not being able to put fans in the, fans in the stands, and if you're Cal McNair, look, Cal McNair, Cal McNair is very hands off already yeah. as it is. But like when he checks, you know, his bank account and the sales ain't selling like they're supposed to. Nick, what's going on, my brother? Right. Talk to me. Right. And on top of that, Casario, if in order for him to stick around for another year, you can now you can sit here and say, well, listen. If I'm um, Nick Casario, I came into a tough spot, and, and I actually, I, I do, I, mean, I, I do, try, I, I do I, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I do sorry. recognize. I've seen teams with worse. But my, my point is, I do or recognize that um, that he did come in in a, in a tougher spot, and and in a spot that most general managers don't come in as far as just a, a complete hot mess. But with that being said, last year they had a better team, so he was in charge of signing a lot of guys to this roster on these short one year deals. He was also in charge of hiring David Cully. Yeah. and what happened? He was out in one year. The, the team was a hot mess. So you say, you know what? As Rough as you thought David Kelly is, let me go find my second coach. And if we keeping it all the way 100 on the show, yeah. we both know Lovey Smith wasn't his yeah, option no. number one. It was either Josh McCown or the DC from the Eagles. And with that being said, now, and, and, and look what he's the job that he's doing um, with the Eagles, but now he hired Lovey Smith. And, and, you know, whether that was his first option or not, that's what you're left with. <laughs> with the way he with the way he played his cards, and so there's a real possibility, and it's actually might be a strong possibility that Levy Smith is gone as well too. Do most GMs get a third coach? <laughs> How many GMs get that? Yeah. So man, so if you're true. Nick Casario, like he has no other option but to draft the best quarterback available, and on top of that, it's probably going to be Bryce Young because if you really think about it, C.J. Stroud's agent is David Mulligetta. Right. Mulligetta and the Texans don't have the strongest relationship. As far as at least with Nick Casario. Now you can say, well, does that matter? It does. And so you're only allowed shot. Like, Casario's not going to draft Will Levis. Let's let's keep it above. He's not drafting Will Levis with the number one overall pick. I'll say that. Um, He's not drafting Anthony Richardson with the number one overall pick. So that pretty much leaves you with Bryce Young. So Bryce Young, more than likely, you are a Houston Texan. I think Will Levis has has a I think out of those options, I think Will Levis has a shot. I think CJ could have a shot. But Um, but at one? You think Will Levis has a shot at one? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to NFL scouts. not have a scout, but like league execs that feel like Will Levis could be better, in, like he could be better than Bryce, you know, if he just develops correctly, um, because he is a bigger, stronger athlete. Um, he's played in a pro style offense. It's just that his film from his last year 
isn't good. But I right. mean, you know, again, like I, like I've learned that most of us don't know, <laughs> even like. <laughs> Even like NFL scouts and NFL execs, quarterback's the hardest position to figure out because mm-hmm. you you don't know how this guy can lead men. You don't know if he can if he can really play under pressure. You don't know what his poise is like in the NFL environment. So I mean, um, but yeah, I'm I'm good with Bryce. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. That's a, that's a pick. Let, let's roll because that like Bryce would make them relevant. Um, you know, I mean, because again, like I don't think the offensive pieces are as bad as people say. You have probably like a top three tackle duo. You got to improve the interior. You have a top ten running back. You have, you have serviceable wide receivers. Yeah, Nico Collins is yeah. turning to the best wide receiver yeah, on the team, and he's actually had a a what I would call, consider a breakout season, even in the yeah. the the bad quarterback play right from there. But he's shown a, a number of flashes, I and agree. I think if you get him a quarterback who can deliver the ball to him on time right. and accurately, and and you you have a also a better scheme and have a better have better play call that puts him in the best possible opportunities to make plays, which is the whole point of an offensive coordinator, right. then I think you can see that blossom even more. And then also, by next year, what will he look like? We don't know, but John Mechie was supposed to come in and help out this offense a lot, coming right. in more likely at the slot position. Yeah. So you have options, and you also have a number of really talented wide receivers that you can go out, you can maybe even pair the two um, with uh, maybe a quarterback and um, a, a wide receiver, a top-tier wide receiver with that Cleveland pick. So right. um, with that being said, we'll close out with this. If you are general manager Nick Casario, Calvin McNair says, hey, hey, Nick, you know, I, I know you came in and it, it is what it is. But right now you got one more year left. You have a lot of cap space. So the team will look, will look a lot differently. They'll have <laughs> they more likely a new yeah. head coach, new offense right. coordinator, two more likely top 15 draft picks. All right. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm probably going to go quarterback um, without question. Yeah, I'm going to go quarterback. Um Gonna for sure uh, improve my linebacking core because that's probably been like one of the bigger reasons for the run game issues. Probably gonna resign Owens because um, again the defense isn't that bad. You gotta show up the linebacker spot because you know it's pretty young. Like that's why I like the run gaps. Um, they don't fill their run gaps with consistency. Um, they've been better recently. And I think some of that also has to do with like flipping Jonathan Owens and Petrie because I think Owens is better at. Um, getting downhill and, like, you know, filling the run game. But, again, like, the D-line has been a little bit healthier. Um, so I think it's a, a lot of aspects have aided into a better uh, run defense and offensively improve the interior, get, like, another center. Um, you have to get another center. Yeah, you, you got to get another center. Um, I mean, Jordan Aikens has been pretty, been pretty has solid been. at tight end. He has been. Um, uh, get, I probably got to get another receiver because you're going to lose Cooks. In all honesty, like it is what it is. You're gonna lose cooks, um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's not as bad as like the record would suggest. Like, it's not like horrific. Um, and you have the Browns' first round picks for a couple, like for uh, 2023 and 2024. So like, you're gonna be able to stockpile with blue chip guys. Um, and like, I would probably you know try to go get you, you know, whatever the next kind of coach is. Try to get a you know, if it's, if it's going to be a defensive guy, make sure he brings along. Like, let's say hypothetically they were to go and get um, what's his face, the DC from the Eagles, or the DC. Let's just say they go get the DC from the Eagles, Gannon. right? Uh, Gannon, right? Bring over the Eagles um, quarterback coach. I think his name is BJ. Bring him over, make him the OC because he has done work with. He's done great work with Jalen. Uh, Absolutely, with Jalen Hurts. You know what I'm saying? Bring him in. You know, you'll be able to work. You know. 
you got your pair with the offensive coordinator, you got your defensive guy, or if you want to go offensive, you know, whatever. Um, or you want to get D'Amico Ryan's like, I'm 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 cool with that because D'Amico's gonna for sure bring that West Coast system and the West Coast system is friend it's a very quarterback friendly uh operation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me personally, if I was D'Amico, I you know, I'd bring in Tony Oden from uh the Jets, the, the defensive back coach, because he's done great work with a lot of DBs throughout his career. He'd be a really good DC in my opinion, because um, you know, I'm big on your defense can only be as good as your secondary, no matter how good your front four is. Which the secondary actually has been pretty yeah, solid. Exactly, exactly. It actually, so, might be their best it's probably, position. It's, it's uh, probably their uh, best position. unit on the yeah. entire team. Yeah. Cause, like, and and didn't mean cut you off, but I feel like we haven't really talked enough about uh, Steve Nelson. Um, yeah, Steve Nelson. Pretty he's, good. Been, he's been like really, really solid for them. Uh, I'll just talk about Derek Stingley. Um, and Stingley... He's he's definitely had a solid rookie season, but yeah. over the past couple of weeks he's been hurt. So right. um, and we we haven't really touched too much in the rookie class, but um, obviously Damian Pierce uh, they they hit a home run with that. Derek Stingley uh, Junior, uh, although he's had a great season, it's hard not to look. And obviously, and I know they do two different things before they do two you get started. Different things. But you are is, you will get me started. It, it is it is it is um, hard not to notice what um, Sauce is doing in New York. And then also Kenyon Green, he struggled. But then again, guards said uh, he struggled. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, and I feel like, yeah. I, I, you know, you read the reaction on social media, and it's like, oh, Kenyon Green stinks. Like, listen, like, also look at the guys he had to go against. Like, welcome to the league, Rook. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he was fine at first. Right, he was, was fine. Was at the Tennessee game has sent him yeah, on yeah. a spot because he was going against, like, uh, uh, Simmons. And then, yeah, it was you know, it's, it's been down right. since that. But, you know, rookie wall. I, sure. Listen, if Sauce was in Houston, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing in New York. Because, like, and the buzz definitely wouldn't be the same either. It wouldn't be the same, but again, like they they ask him to they ask the corners to do two totally different things, um, and he's he's on a better defense across the board. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a great D line that can get after quarterbacks. He has a great scheme. Now it is a sauce generate it's his generational talent. I will also say that. But again, it's like, a generational talent. Uh, I mean. The, the fact that the you had talent, to pa- the, the fact that you there. had to pause about that yeah. when the Texans had an option to get him is. I, I, but this is what I think. I think if you put Stingley in the Jets' defense, he's having this a very similar year to Sauce. Sure. Like, I, I don't think that's – me, because I trust my eyes when it comes to cornerback play, I truly believe that. Because I, I, I believe in Tony Oden, the Jets' defensive back coach, Jeff Ubrick, the D.C., and Sala. Because Sala, one thing Sala always does is develop cornerbacks because um, his scheme doesn't access cornerbacks to do too much. It's, he basically say, you know, is master a few kick, is master a few kicks, so you can do those kicks whenever you want to, a million times, and it just happens fast. Cause he wants the defense to always play fast. And again, like, nah, Salah is a great defensive mind. So that, like, he had Bryce Hall looking like a decent quarterback, and now these, you know, Bryce Hall finished with like 16 PBUs last year in that system. Last, last thing for me, we'll make this one quick. They have five games left. Cowboys, Chiefs, name one in it, but. You've closed the year with three divisional opponents. Do the Texans get at least two wins on the year? <laughs> um, do, 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 do they finish with two more wins? No, do they finish? Do they finish with? Do they get another win on the year at all? One. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they'll get another win because like it's. I think they'll get another win because um, it's just hard to go to win only one game an entire year. It's just hard. It's also hard to only. Sc- to lose a game by double digits while not scoring, um, while the other team does not score an offensive touchdown. But here we are. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think I think the question is, can he get the three wins? Well, they're not going to get one if we if we're being honest. They're not getting one uh, now. If they went into that, oh, I, they, I they can't even beat, pretend. Uh, <laughs> they could beat like they could beat the division. They could they could win two out of the three against. The I, I, they can't. I, I do think they can too because they are in some of these games and. and even like the last game, if Deshaun, like uh, there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson. Watson didn't play well at all, yeah, and he's, he's and if bad. you have a competent offense, they they win that game handily. Handily, yeah. So um, we will see. DJ, be enemy of ESPN. Thanks for joining us on the show. No problem.